Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we welcome your presence. We welcome your revelation. We welcome your word to be spoken to us by your spirit today. We pray that through time, a time of praise and a time of worship in, in several different ways, we pray that our minds and our hearts have been opened up and cleared and prepared for you to speak to us. So during this time, we pray that the living and active word of God would, be, would become real to us and minister to us. I pray that you would give me the words to say today, Lord God, that would, that would uh, activate us in your mission. I pray in the name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. Amen. I'm starting today a two-part series, and I'll tell you that if for some reason you can't be here next week, it's really going to be important that you get the podcast or uh, look at the look at the video. Uh, by the way, almost and maybe every sermon that's been preached from this pulpit since March of 2020 is on our YouTube channel, and. Uh, that includes everybody that stood here, and and the uh, the midweek devotional video that I do each week. Um, in theory, it's a nine minute video. In reality, I've never done nine minutes. But anyway, the, all of those are there since March of 2020. But it's important that you hear both messages. Is my point. Navigating this dual citizenship. Lord, help me. It is possible to, and a number of folks hold citizenship in two countries simultaneously. You may know someone. I do. I know some some people that have citizenship in two countries and uh, and, and equal citizenship. They're just as much one as the other. And and, uh, so what we're going to do today and next Sunday is we're going to examine the fact that every follower of Jesus has dual citizenship in the earth and in heaven. Everybody say, that's me. Because that is you, and that's me, and that's everyone who names the name of Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. One of the things we have to be careful is that we often gravitate to one or the other in an unbalanced view. Uh, We either see our citizenship in heaven to such a degree, or we see it uh, improperly is a better word of saying this, that we completely disregard our earthly citizenship. And I've heard people, when I was growing up, I'd hear people, ah, just give the devil the world. I want heaven. Give me heaven and let the devil have the world. Well, I mean, who owns the world? The earth is the Lord's. And so that's really an improper view to just completely disregard our earthly citizenship. By the way, uh, don't come back next Sunday if you don't want to hear me talk about politics. Next Sunday is I'm going to be handling a rattlesnake. Not literally. Wait a minute. I heard that groan. Where'd that come from? If y'all want to get rid of me, just say so. You know how you handle a rattlesnake? 
very carefully. But today we're, we're going to be a little more tame. Or, I've seen people do this, we recognize that we are a citizen of heaven, but we kind of throw that over here and we spend all of our waking moments, all of our waking hours, everything we think about is earthly citizenship to the exclusion of our kingdom citizenship. I've known people, you've known people, that are Republican first and Christian second. See, I'm picking on the Republican Party. And you know people like that. Conservative first, Christian second. I don't like that. I hope you don't. So we're going, to view, we're going to dig into this a little bit. And we ask the question, how can we be good citizens of both earth and heaven? And it's possible. As a matter of fact, it's almost commanded that we be good citizens of both. There was so much that I could read today. But I wanted, I think I'm, I picked out some verses in, in Philippians 1. Uh, now, for those of you like me who suffer from some measure of OCD, my wife says I'm CDO because it has to be in exact order. <laughs> I'm going to mess you up today because I'm going to start reading in the middle of a paragraph. Hang on. I'm going to end reading in the middle of a verse. But it's the end of a sentence. And if I can handle it, you can handle it. Okay? Philippians 1, uh, we're going to start reading in verse 21. If you would stand while we read the Word of God. Paul, who's already been referenced today, said, For to, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. In other words, he's saying going to heaven or staying here. I don't know why he thought he had a choice. But anyway, my desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your, pro your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frightened in anything by your opponents." You can be seated. He says, only let your manner of life be worthy. Manner of life. Some of your Bibles there said conduct. And again, as Rob referenced, the, the Greek word there gives a different idea, just a slightly different idea. And it really means to live your lives as citizens of heaven. Live your lives. As, as a matter of fact, the New Living Translation renders verse 27 this way. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, 
conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Paul is exhorting, directing, commanding, if you will, us and and the church at Philippi to live our lives as citizens of heaven. Now that takes place while we're still here and ultimately we'll wind up in the heavenly kingdom, but live our lives on this earth as citizens of heaven, conducting ourselves in a manner that's worthy of the gospel. We don't need to check out. We don't need to just complain about what's going on. We need to be a part of the process, and we need to participate in the process here on earth. And so dual citizenship. Philippians 3.20 says, But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. We're citizens, or some of your Bibles will say, our citizenship is in heaven. And so when we are born again, I was thinking, uh, when when I jumped out of my mama's womb, didn't quite do it that way, but when I was born, I became an instant citizen of the United States of America, of the state of Florida, and of the county, Bay County, and of the city of Panama City. I was a citizen. I didn't know it, probably wouldn't have cared, but I was a citizen. When you were born from above by the Spirit of God, at that moment, you became a citizen of heaven. So I've never been there. Well, you will. You'll go. Hopefully not yet, but you'll go. But you're a citizen of heaven. You are a member of that kingdom. It's represented on earth, but it's rooted in heaven. We are citizens of heaven. Just prior to that verse, Paul is writing And he says, he's talking about some folks. He says, their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. Their glory is their shame with minds set. Everybody say set on earthly things. Here was the problem. This was a group of people who understood that they were citizens of of a heaven. But I guess he's talking about Christians. But he says they got their minds set on earthly things. And that word set there means to have intensive interest. Well, let me ask you a question today. I don't want you to answer this, but where is your mind set? Or is your mind set on being a citizen of God's kingdom? Or is your mind completely set to the exclusion of God's kingdom with intensive interest in earthly things? The heroes of the faith in Hebrews 11, it says of them that they confessed that they were foreigners and temporary residents on earth. Operative word there, temporary. You and I in some of the old gospel songs talk about we're just passing through. I don't mind the wording of those songs, but I want us to understand that we're doing more than just passing through. We're doing something while we're here. And that something comes out of the fact We are citizens of heaven, citizens of that kingdom. And so on the one hand, we have that we are citizens of heaven. On the other hand, the words of Jesus tell us to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. We have a responsibility 
as earthly citizens representing a kingdom of heaven. Boy, y'all got quiet. Peter echoes that in his letter when he says, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Now, we're going to do a little bit more with that next week, but there's a lot of yebits. You know, you ever heard what yebits? Yebits. Romans 13, obey all authority. Yebit. You know what that is. John Frame from the Westminster Theological Seminary in their journal writes this, in the modern world, then each Christian is a, is a citizen of two nations, an earthly nation like the USA and the heavenly nation that's not of this world. Remember Jesus saying to Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. Though we belong entirely to Christ, don't, don't let that sink in. Though we belong entirely, everybody say entirely. entirely. I don't want us to get any idea that I'm, I want to talk about dualism or I want to talk about or create this dichotomy. We belong entirely to Christ. We do not, on that account, renounce our citizenship in the earthly nations any more than we leave our earthly families. Indeed, we seek to be good citizens for those earthly nations themselves and their rulers receive their authority from God. And so we're citizens of heaven, dual citizenship. We're also citizens of the earth. We're citizens of the community, in our case, the state that we live in, the country we live in. We're citizens, and we have a responsibility to see God's kingdom being, being walked out in our, in our role in an earthly manner. You say, well, that's carnal. It's not carnal if God's kingdom's involved. It's only carnal when you become carnal. It's only carnal when you set your mind on earthly things to the exclusion of God's kingdom. Vance Havner wrote, if you're a Christian, you're not a citizen of this world trying to get to heaven. You're a citizen of heaven trying to live in this world. Because if you're a Christian, as Bob Mumford said, you don't have anywhere else to go. You've got to go to heaven. No choice. But, we're, but we are citizens of heaven finding a way to live in this world because, you know, you've probably noticed we're still here. Some of you are still here. We're still here. And so we have this... We have this role. We have this responsibility. We have this commandment from God to not disdain where we live. I, I know. I know it. Sometimes, you know, the older I get, the more, you know, heaven looks a lot better. Except I, I don't want to leave that pretty girl right there. You don't want to leave me, I hope. But I've heard people all my life say, well, Lord, I, if you just get me on out of here. This is a nasty old ugly world. It's terrible here. And, and I, I even ha I, I used to have a, an objection to, and I don't anymore, but I used to have an objection to the song I'll Fly Away because it talked about a weary land. Well, I, I don't think we have to live in a weary land. It, it gets weary, though. I understand that. I don't, I don't want to change the words of the song. With our eyes on our place of heavenly citizenship and with our mind on our earthly mission, 
That is our posture. With our eyes on the kingdom of heaven and everything that that means. And yet we're still here on an earthly mission. We will be on an earthly mission until the day God says you have complete, you, you've, you've completed, as Roddy's shirt says, you finished your run, your, your, your role, you finished, it's time for you to go home. Until that day, we have an earthly mission with our eyes on our place in that heavenly kingdom. And this is the key. This is the key in being and in, in, uh, navigating this dual citizenship that we have. And the key to doing it properly is to keep our eyes on the kingdom. Paul writes in another letter, set your affections on things above. Above the kingdom of heaven. Set your affection on things above. And then you will be be able to function in that dual citizenship. First Peter 2, I'm not going to read it. But it tells us that we, God's people, are a chosen race. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. It says that once we were not a people, but now, everybody say now. Now, now is, you know, the nasty now and now. Not just the sweet by and by. Now we are the people of God. Once not a people, people of God. Chosen race, royal priesthood, holy nation. That's God's people. But where are we a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation? Where? On the earth. We're not, we used to be, we weren't a people. You know, if you look around this room and those who aren't able to be with us today, don't tell me you would have chosen these folks. Be truthful. You would not have said, Lord, this is the list I want right here. It'd be a different group of people. You know, when Brother Charles Simpson received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he told Brother Ken Summerall, who sort of led him into that experience, um, or Brother Ken Summerall said to him, you'd have been the last person I would have picked. And Brother Charles said to Brother Ken, well, so then I'm glad you weren't doing the picking. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't doing the picking. And I'm glad you look around this room, and again, those who aren't able to be with us today, look around this room and you see people that you wouldn't have picked, and yet they belong to you. Woo, you got quiet again. Part of being a good citizen in both the heavenly and earthly realms, involves letting our civilian lives be shaped by the gospel and informed by the word of God as we prayerfully work to become informed, to love our neighbor, and to work for the common good of the city, even as we wait for and invite others to the city yet to come. I don't know where I got that quote. If it's me or somebody else, I couldn't, but so that's why it's not attributed. But it tells it gives us the picture of what we're talking about. That we would allow the word of God and the hope that we have to allow us to live in the city, both geographically and experientially, of where we live, and yet at the same time tell some people about a city yet to come. And the, the heroes of the faith were looking for a city not built with hands.
a heavenly one. And so for us to understand and navigate a dual citizenship, one of the earthly citizenship and one of the heavenly, we got to get the top button and the top hole. You get the top button and the top hole, all the rest of them work out pretty good. But not long ago, I didn't. I got started buttoning my shirt, and I got down to the bottom, and it was like this, you know. Something was wrong. Well, what's wrong? Well, the top button wasn't in the top hole. Next thing you know, I'm going to be putting my shoes on the wrong feet. That was supposed to be funny, people. Come on. Are these lights making my hair whiter than normal? I don't know. Top button in the top hole is to understand that first we seek his kingdom. Turn with me to Matthew 6, and uh, we're going to read just a few verses there. I wanted you to see this. You've seen it many times, but I want you to see it again. Uh, Matthew 6, we're going to just read a verse and then skip down to some others. Uh, Matthew 6, 25, Jesus is speaking during the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Skip down to 31. Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Those are, not, those are not things that need to be ignored. What he said was, don't be anxious. Remember, if you watched the, the midweek video last week, remember I quoted, as I have many, many, many times, Brother Vernon Simpson, who said, anxiety is a mild form of atheism. Do not be anxious about all the stuff that we, we need to eat. We need to have something to drink. We should have something to wear. Thank God y'all have something to wear today. For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. It's not unimportant. But, remember we said the word but is the anesthesia before surgery. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all these things that concern you, all these things that are important but shouldn't take uh, prominence in your thought process, all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And Jesus is saying, let's get your priorities right if you're going to be a proper citizen of earth, then first and foremost, you need to get your top button in the top hole, and that is to see God's kingdom as first and foremost in your life. And, all, and his righteousness and all the things that concern you in an earthly way, they'll be added. I'm not, everybody gets uh, nervous when a preacher talks about money. But I'm going to do it anyway. You can get over your nerves. I don't know how many times I've heard people say to me over the years, we felt like we couldn't afford to tithe. And we made a decision that we were going to do it regardless. We were going to, we were going to 
the first check we write or the first thing was going to be our tithe. And we knew good and well that if we did that, we wouldn't have enough money for everything else. But we did. I've never heard one person come to me and say, well, you know, we tried that tithing thing and it didn't work. We about went broke. Every case, the people, and I'm not, again, this is not about tithing. It's about priority. It's about seeking first his kingdom. My wife and I, for years, we write that tithe check if, even before we pay the light bill. If we, can't, if we don't think we can pay the light bill, we still write the tithe check. We never miss, Our lights are on. Go and go to our house. You can find out. Our electricity works. And it's not about money today. I mean, I, obviously, I believe you should. There's a little green book back there that's free if you want to get a copy of it. But the point I'm trying to make is if we seek first God's kingdom and all that that means, all these things will be added. We're re- and he, so he, we're recognizing that God is our provider, and we're also beginning this whole thing with the king. Because if you cannot separate the kingdom of God from the king, you, you can't have a kingdom without a king. Y'all, y'all, know, y'all know that. Y'all, okay, I figured you did. You, so you can't separate the kingdom of God from the king of kings. And so we begin this top button process with the king, and we don't just say that in name and word only. He is our king. Thank God. We have a benevolent, loving, caring king, and yet he's still our king. He's not our cosmic Santa Claus. He's not our sugar daddy. He's our king. He's our Lord. And when we begin with that mindset, we're well on the way. Our being good citizens of the earthly society is comes out of or is born out of our kingdom mission. Our being good citizens in Tennessee, in whatever community that you live in in Tennessee, our being good citizens here is birthed out of our beginning with the kingdom of God and the king of kings. As we seek first his kingdom, we will have the ability and the grace and the wisdom to be good citizens in the earth and not just good citizens in the sense that we don't break the law and get arrested. That's pretty good, by the way. Y'all, y'all try to stay out of jail. Um, but be good citizens in the sense that we participate in the process. We'll deal with that next week. The rattlesnake. Everything that we do is done with a view of God's kingdom. Everything. Everything we attempt, everything we lay our hands to, is done with a view I'll read a verse about this next week. It's done with a view of God's kingdom. If I keep my eyes on the kingdom of God and the king of kings, then everything that I do on the earth will be fruitful and productive, even though it may seem earthly or carnal. Your kingdom come, Jesus prayed in Matthew 6. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth like it is in heaven. Your kingdom come. What does that What does that involve? Well, I mean, we, when we see that, we think, well, that means go to church. <laughs> I like you coming to church, by the way. I'm kind of partial to that. I mean, you know, 
But that's not what it means. I mean, it's part of what it means, but it's not primarily what it means. Your kingdom come on earth. Everybody say on earth. Your kingdom come on earth just like it is in heaven. Let your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. That's the kingdom of God. Uh, That the kingdom would come into your marriages. Those of you who are married, if you're not married, then that probably wouldn't work. Kingdom come into your marriages or your future marriages. The kingdom come into your relationships that maybe not be marriages, but the relationships that you have with people that God has ordained. That the kingdom of God would be the governing factor, the governing uh, impetus of those relationships. Which means that the relationship cannot be a self-centered relationship. But it has to be an others-centered. That's kingdom. The kingdom of God would come into your business. I'm getting just a little bit into next week's. But the kingdom of God would be a part of your business. Well, wait a minute. That's, that's carnal. No, it's not. No, it's not. You think, you think God has nothing to do with commerce? You think God has nothing to do with your business? You think God has nothing to do with your quote-unquote carnal job? He has everything to do with it. If the kingdom, if your top button's in the top hole. How about the kingdom of God in your recreation? Now, I know some of you are going to watch the Titans this afternoon. So don't be saying bad words when they fumble the ball. That's not what I'm talking about. Although that's a good practice. Recreation, what? When we get out and have fun with people, when we get out and enjoy time together, whatever it may be, is God's kingdom on your mind? Not just on your mind in the sense you can quote Bible verses, but is is the are the principles of God's kingdom, the values of God's kingdom, are they on your mind when you're when you're just relating to people in a recreational setting? Or Kingdom of God come to your societal involvement and activities. That covers a lot. Whatever involvement you've got. Well, it helps us to understand that residency in the kingdom of God involves a new and separate lifestyle governed by the principles of the kingdom. A new, when we're born again, new, a separate lifestyle Governed by the principles of God's kingdom. And that spills over into the marketplace. That spills over into the relationships. That spills over into the recreation and societal activities. The lifestyle of the kingdom of God is most often the exact opposite of the lifestyle of the kingdoms of this world. Usually it's pretty easy to find out uh, what God wants because you see what the world wants and just turn it around. When we enter the kingdom of God, it is like immigrating to a new country with a different culture. We understand that most of us have embraced a culture that is in conflict with the the spirit of the age that we live in today. I mean... I just yesterday read, and y'all might as well, about an assistant police chief 
I forget what community, it's not important, who in 1997, her, the police department, the city who, that she worked for, told her that she was pregnant. And so they said, either you get an abortion or we'll fire you. That was 1997. That wasn't last week. A culture that's completely opposed to the kingdom of God. Which means that the society doesn't need you and me to vacate. It needs us to infiltrate and to influence. Fact is, we will be governed by the kingdom of God or we'll be governed by nature. One or the other. And remember that nature is earthly. So we're going to be governed by an earthly kingdom, an earthly mindset, an earthly set of values and principles, or we're going to be governed by a heavenly kingdom with a king sitting on the throne. And remember that the kingdom of God, Romans fourteen seventeen, the kingdom of God consists of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, when you read about kingdoms of the past, medieval kingdoms, you don't see those words. You don't see those words in their culture. But with our king, that's what our kingdom looks like, and that's what his kingdom looks like. We serve a higher kingdom that has higher and different laws. I just wrote for the October, and I'm sure three or four of you have read it, The Kernels of Truth. That entitled Figuring Out God. Of course, I started just to write, Don't Bother, the end. <laughs> but in that, I quoted a reference to Scripture where God said, My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways. And God's kingdom is higher than our thinking. God's ways are higher than what we would think. His laws are higher than ours because we serve a heavenly kingdom. And if the only way we can be good citizens in the earth is if we recognize that we serve a higher kingdom with higher laws and different laws. I'll finish with a story Good Lord, it's 11.02. I hope you don't hang anything in the oven. Or I hope it tastes good burnt. Listen, anyway. <laughs> Some of you know Brother Alan Ehlers, who's the founder of Faith Mission International. We used to go down there every year with a mission trip, and I used to go more often than that. I'm, I'm, I'm on their board. I'm on all kind of boards. I think I'd be bored. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, one brother Ehlers used to have a plane, used to have an airplane, a small plane, and he, you know, he had his pilot's license and flew all over the country, flew in here one time. don't remember why, but anyway, we were on our way to the airport one day. To, we weren't going in flying, but we were just going to go check on his airplane at the hangar. And uh, he said, you know, while I'm in my car driving to the airport, I am subject to a certain... So certain laws, 
when you see that stop sign, then I'm supposed to stop. And when you see that traffic light, then I'm supposed to stop on red, go on green, and run through it real fast on yellow. No, he didn't say that, but that's what we do. He said, I've got these lines on the road that I've got to stay within these lines. If I get if I get over, then there's a problem. If I get over and crossing the center line. He went through the whole thing of driving a car and all the, the laws that we're subject to. He said, but when I get in my plane, the minute my airplane leaves the ground, none of that matters. None of it matters. As soon as I leave the ground, I am now subject to a completely different set of laws. I've got an air traffic controller telling me where to fly, what level to fly, what direction to take. I've got certain procedures I have to do that have nothing to do with driving a car, but have everything to do with flying an airplane. Of course, he went on. You see where that's headed. He went on to point out the difference between our living by kingdom values which are higher and different and living solely, everybody say solely, by that earthly. Now, when you, know, when you get in your car today, please stop at the stop signs and stop, you know, go through the, do all the things you're supposed to do. But understand that in the kingdom of God, it's a higher kingdom, a different kingdom. And when we do that, and this is, again, gets us to the rattlesnake next week, when we do, we can then and only then be good citizens in the earth for what God has us to do. Would you agree with that? Well, I hope you do because I am not going to say it any differently. Stand with me.